just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Wherever you are, I want you to close your eyes and let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your presence here. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for having gathering us together under the same banner. Lord, with your blood sanctifying us. Lord, today I pray. That everyone that is listening and watching will be blessed. Use me to be a blessing to your people. Holy Spirit, bring us into all truth. Thank you, Father, for what you're about to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Because people say, Amen. Your amen is weak in your house. This is a beautiful morning. The Sunday, the second Sunday in the month of July. Like Pastor Richard was saying, this month is a month of evangelism and I want you to know that in the whole of UD we have chosen that this month will be dedicated to winning souls so I want to talk about something that is going to help us to even have more impact on souls look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor in your house wherever you are that the bishop is going to tell us something powerful today hallelujah and so this morning I want to first of all thank God for last week and how last week went about. Last week was our revival joint service Sunday. And I tell you, our chairman, Bishop Interfo, was a blessing to us. Why don't you clap for Jesus once again? <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, I believe that our churches are not going to remain the same. The Anakazu Assemblies is a blessed denomination. Hallelujah. And then this morning, I want to talk about how to pray. <laughs> how to pray. Ah, if you are, if you are clapping, clap for the Lord. How to pray. You know, your clapping, your clapping can bring a blessing to you in your house. How to pray. There's a beautiful book written by our prophet. One of the books that has changed many lives. It has changed my life personally. And so from this Sunday till the end of this month, I'll be talking about something to do with prayer. Because you see, when Jesus commissioned his people to go out there, he made sure that they were in prayer. So that by prayer, the Holy Spirit, who is the person who can help to make an impact in evangelism, would come upon them. And so my prayer is that as I teach about how to pray, the power of the Holy Spirit will be strong on us and we'll be able to do more for God. Can I have a better amen? And so let's go to Daniel chapter 6. We want to read from verse 1. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 through to 10. Look into your Bible. I choose to read sometimes King James and NLT, the New Living Translation. So I want to read the New Living Translation. Verse 1 Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. Verse 2 The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interest. You see, so here, here's a situation where somebody who was a foreigner has found himself in a foreign land. And then a king, the king has to make a choice. And then he's found, he's chosen. What will make you chosen? And that's what I'm teaching you today. As you are listening to me, may you be chosen in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that verse 3, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. The reason why I'm reading the NLT is for you to get an understanding of the words that are used here. He said that, and Daniel soon, when you join a company, when you get a job, or you have 
the first opportunity to be employed somewhere, you immediately have to soon prove yourself. Some of you, you go to work late. And you just started your work and you're already late. But you see, the Bible says that Daniel soon, after he had been appointed, proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Can I hear an amen? amen. Verse 4. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault. Huh. In the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. These are three characters that we could identify Daniel with. He was faithful, he was always responsible, and completely trustworthy. May that be said of you. I said, may that be said of you. Though we are talking about prayer, there are some things that are like foundation pellets that holds prayer. You can have a good prayer life, but if you are not faithful, if you are not completely trustworthy, if we cannot really say that this person is responsible, then something will fight against you. But look at what it says. Bible says that, so they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. When they tried, then they could not get him. What they tried to do was to get him through his religion. Hmm. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days any person who prays to anyone whether divine or human except to you your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions. Hmm. Somebody say hmm. <laughs> Verse 8. And now your majesty issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed. I can imagine how the king was feeling. There was so much pressure on him. He said, Majesty, this is what we are taking. The decision we are taking. Sign. The Bible says that an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Verse 9. And so King Darius signed the law. Verse 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, the Bible says that he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. And he prayed three times a day. Just as he had always done. Take note of that. If you have your Bible, underline it. Just as he had always done. Giving thanks to his God. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. You know, in the King James verse 10, it's very important. Let's look at King James verse 10. Bible says that, And now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime and it's, it's this story that I'm actually going to be preaching from because today I want us to know that if you are somebody who claims that look I can't pray because I'm too busy then there's a problem with you. And that is the case in many people's lives. And so in this book, the first chapter, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Today I want to talk about if you are too busy to pray. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Say it and let it be here. Because you are using the mask, say it at your viewing center. If you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. Uh, tell somebody else again, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Hallelujah. You know, Daniel was somebody that we could say that this person was so busy was, he was, he, if you want to call it, he was a politician that had become a known politician sitting on a very high 
position and was controlling a lot of things. Very, very busy. Like many look, bishops are very busy, especially in our in our UD. Politicians, most politicians are very, very busy, and that is one of the reasons why most of such people who are very, very busy can easily be identified with types of sicknesses like high blood pressure. You know, not coronavirus. <laughs> I think you have to be serious. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, they are so strict. Why? Because they because they are so busy. Sometimes they they really would eat. Sometimes they really would have enough rest. And so there are some common diseases that associate such people. But you see, in the midst of all that, Bible says that Daniel had a habit of praying three times a day. The question to you this morning is that how many times do you pray? How many times do you pray? And when do you pray? Do you pray when everything is going against you? Or you pray when things are working? A lot of people pray or become prayerful when things are not working. When when you are when you are looking for a husband or a wife, that is when you become a prayerful person. That is very bad. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the pastor is already preaching. You see, and it is the reason why I want to share this with you because a lot of people these days don't pray because they think they are so busy. I want to hear something, not oh, Pastor. I am busy because my husband says I should cook for him. Oh no, this shouldn't be said of anybody in this church. Hallelujah! And so, in this in this particular chapter, I want us to look at some of the things that Daniel was looking at. If you want to call it the mindset that Daniel had, that made him a man of prayer. Because it is that mindset that will make you a young man of prayer, a young lady of prayer. Hallelujah. Irrespective of how busy you become, if you have that mindset, it's going to change your prayer life. You know, in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, there's this very important scripture I want us to look at. The Bible says that, and then he's talking about Paul, he's talking about Jesus. He said, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus Christ had a mind. Am I talking to somebody? I said, Jesus had a mind. It's this same Jesus who, before he left this earth, he said that we should go into the world and preach the gospel. But what mind did Jesus have? It is the mind that Jesus had that made him live in a particular way. You all agree with me that Jesus was a man of prayer whilst he was on earth. And we are talking about Jesus, the son of God. Jesus is God himself who on earth will describe as God in humanity. He was God who had become a man who was wearing a human suit, a human cloak. He had become a man and he knew that for him to be able to accomplish anything on this earth, he had to pray. So how come that if Jesus, who was the son of God himself, had to pray, then you and I, who are full of sin, who have frailties, who have a lot of struggles, we are not praying. a flow prayer meeting, the prophet wants us to pray with him. I mean if it was for the prophet he wouldn't have to even think about us because he's already a man of prayer and the fruits show. But most of us we struggle to pray. And I say my sons and daughters all over the world I want to lead you through the season in praying to catch up with what is coming. And then we rather would alarm will blow you wake up. You will see messages you won't reply. You will receive calls you won't take. You wonder. And it's because a lot of people don't have this revelation that Daniel had. And so today, I want us to look at these 10 mindsets that the Bible calls principle. You know, that is also captured in this book as principles. As many as I can share with you today, my prayer is that you'll be blessed. Principle number one. Write it down. Principle number one. This mind or this principle in mind that prayer is very important. Prayer is very, very important. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor prayer is very important. You see, what I've come to see is that what you see as important is what you put value on. You see, Sunday morning, some people wake up and then they start jogging. Why? Because they think that look. 
to to do exercise and then to be strong is what is important. Some people will spend time and then spend time and then just be be going to Facebook and then doing all their marketing stuff and all that because they think that look, it's this business that is important. What is important to you is what you invest in. And Daniel knew that prayer is very important. I want to say here that prayer is not just a one-way communication, but prayer is you talking to God and then God also responding to you. And Daniel knew that this is the most important thing. He did not value something else more than his prayer life. Some people value money more than prayer. You value your sleeping more than prayer. You value other things more than prayer. But I want you to know that God wants you to be like Daniel. Who valued prayer as the most important thing in his life. So much that even in time of trouble, he knew that look, I had to pray three times. Even when problems had not come, he had a habit of praying three times. My prayer is that from today, may you be someone who loves to pray. Receive that grace to pray. Principle number two. No one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. Hmm. No one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. Somebody goes, the greater the responsibility. I mean, most of you who are looking at me and watching me, you'd agree with me that especially when you look back, you see how some time ago maybe you had you had to stay with your brother in a small room. Now you had an opportunity to get a job, and then now you were able to hire your own room. You never had a sound system, now you have a sound system. So it's almost like Charlie, things are changing. And as you keep going higher in the blessing, now you have a nice carpet, now you have a couch, you can easily line. Previously there was nothing like that. So when we say prayer, you have no option but to work and go and come. But now because you have all these couches and you have a nice TV and all that, now you find yourself enjoying the couch. When we say get up every work, every working, every praying, that's when you are every sleeping. You are sleeping because you are enjoying right? What you don't know is that the blessing comes with responsibility. Anytime God is blessing you, there are new devils that are also ready for you. Am I talking to somebody? And God knowing that, he said, my son, when you go down there, show them how they must live their lives. So Jesus, that's why the songwriter, he came from heaven to earth to show the way. us how to live on this earth. One of it is to pray. He had a powerful prayer life. Daniel, who had lived years before Jesus came, also had a powerful prayer life. It cannot be that you are a Christian and you, all, you pray, all that you can do is to pray one, one hour a day. Even some are not able to pray one hour a day. It's a problem. There's so much hard work involved in staying on the cutting edge of life and ministry. You see, as most of you, you know, look at this this season we are in. Coronavirus, COVID-19, almost everything has frozen. Aeroplanes are no more flying. Look, I know somebody who had properties. He's planning to just dash his properties. Yeah, because I mean, the person is not in Ghana. He's abroad. He has properties in Ghana. What is what is he doing in the properties? He even doesn't know whether he has some of the disease. Everything is frozen. And so, if you don't have an attitude of look, I am not going to allow material things to be more important than my prayer life. Then, when such things happen, you are you are you are frozen. And unfortunately, that is what's happened to a lot of people. Did you know that successful executives like Daniel are so stressed out that they are prone to such diseases as stomach ulcers? Hmm. And such attacks that you cannot even imagine. 
Then he was one such person. He was a prime minister, like I read to you. Yet he felt that he was not too busy to pray three times a day. Even if he was praying one hour in each of the times, you can consider Daniel had prayed three hours a day. I challenge you that Jesus said that could you not pray with me just for one hour? I challenge you to have an attitude of praying at least three times a day or three hours stretch. What does prayer do for us? Luke chapter 21 verse 36. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And that's what Jesus said. In Luke 21 36. Bible says, Watch ye therefore and pray always. And it says, That you may be accounted worthy. So the reason why you must pray is so that you are accounted worthy. Worthy to do two things. It's worthy to escape. Escape all these things that shall come to pass. So there, there were some things that were coming to pass that were evil, that required you to escape. But if you are not watched and prayed, you could not escape. You could not be counted worthy. Assuming coronavirus is coming, it's coming like a flood onto the world, onto the earth. People are now going to die out of COVID-19. If you have not watched and prayed as it's coming, you will not be accounted worthy to escape. So as Daniel had that prayer life, little did he know that there was going to come a time that there was going to be an issue that he had to escape. Do you know what is going to come to you next month? Do you know what is going to come next year when you get married? Do you know during your marriage and then you get pregnant, what is going to happen to the children? Do you know? Do you know what's going to happen to your husband? Do you know the accusation that's about hitting you at your workplace? So he said that, watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. And then number two, to be able to stand before the Son of Man. If you do not pray, it is because you do not want to pray. It is because you do not think that prayer is important now. That's why you don't pray. But it's changing. Number three, principle number three. Prayer is the source of our power and protection. Hmm. You know, as we go for evangelism, sometimes you'll be shocked what you meet. Grace. You can go and then you're going to talk to somebody about Christ. And then the person will meet you with something that will change your life. <laughs> A lot of people have gone for evangelism after that. They, they lost their mind. Yeah. When I went to Uganda for the very first time, I, I organized a crusade in one of the suburbs, which was called Kabua. And the first crusade, the day we were supposed to have started the crusade, around 12 1 in the afternoon, I had a call. Those days there were a lot of landlines, so I had a call. I said, Pastor, the church manor has got bent. I said, God bent how? The person who had the things, the equipment, and all that, and had the banner, said the banner was just on the table and then it caught fire. I said, Are you sure of what you are? Are you saying that nothing? I said, the whole family is shocked. So I realized that no, there's something coming. Well, we had gone for a new set of equipment that we were buying on high purchase. So we're paying gradually. And so we said, well, this is the first time we're going to use new equipment. And then we stayed it. Just as the worship was going on and all that, somebody came to tell me that there are three witch doctors that are strategically positioned. And they are watching the program. I didn't even care. I said, oh, forget it. I'm not afraid of whatever. <laughs> they were like, you said that they were watching me. When I got the microphone and started praying and preaching, I was preaching and I was on fire all of a sudden. Everything went off. There was a blackout. I'm saying to say something. I said there was a blackout. 
listening we had to try and pack up the machines went off everything so we just had to organize ourselves and then move out of the place we tried to finish the service so as I was going home the Lord told me that Grace look the prayer inputs for such a crusade at such a witchcraft area is too small Was praying, I was fasting and praying, but the people around me they were eating and happy. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt this revival we had. A lot of people who claimed they were praying were not praying. I wouldn't doubt when we are having floor prayer meeting. Some people are sleeping and they just come on and then just say <laughs> and then but who are you? Who are you drinking? you don't have a revelation that prayer is the source of your power and protection from that day I had a revelation that look I need to train my people so we started going to places to pray and personally I increased my prayer life you cannot impact lives if you don't have this revelation that your prayer is your source of your power and protection you cannot do ministry without praying it's very dangerous that's why you can have an accident and die. That's why you can be given a sickness that you don't know where it's coming from. I am not frightening you. I'm telling you that the key to you surviving as a Christian and then impacting lives is to have a strong prayer life. Am I talking to somebody? Daddy hmm. says that you must realize that it is prayer which releases the power of God on your behalf. Jesus knew the power of prayer. That's why he spent long hours in prayer. It's prayer that releases the power of God. What do you think about that? Yeah. And let me read something small from the book. Said, Many people become afraid when they prosper. May you never be afraid when you prosper. At the internet, we are afraid. Job was filled with fear when he prospered. Eventually, he said, what I fear greatly has happened to me. Such people feel that somebody may use supernatural powers to try to kill them. You have nothing to fear. Can I have an amen? amen. When you are a prayerful person, you have nothing to fear. Like Daniel. Daniel feared nothing. He feared no one. Daniel was put in the lion's den and he knew that Charlie, the lion will receive him. I don't know what it looks like lions that are trying to entrap you. Coronavirus will salute you. Your amen is bringing your blessing. Yeah, many people wanted to kill Daniel, but it, it didn't work. If you look at the scripture we were reading, it's so it's so sad. As as God is blessing you, some people are making plans to bring you down. You think is everybody who is happy about your marriage? You think is everybody who is happy about you, you having a beloved? Coronavirus season, you are having a beloved. You are you serious at all? What are you talking about? There are some people who are not happy with your blessing, but because you are prayerful, they can do nothing against you. Can I have a better amen? You know, and the interesting thing is that these people did not just think about killing Daniel, but they also actually tried to eliminate him. People are not people. I see you going forward. Principle number four. So principle number one, let's look at it. Principle number one is what? Prayer is very important. Can you say it with me from your house? Prayer is very important. Principle number two, look at it on the screen. Ready, go. To be blessed or too successful to pray. So I don't want to hear that look. Hey, Pastor, since I got married, it's been difficult for me to pray. <laughs> Stop it. Let's be serious. That is even when you have to pray the more. Yeah, because the higher you go, the cooler it becomes. It is true. And number three is what? Prayer is the source of our power and protection. And everybody needs power. If you work in the market, if you work in the office, you have no idea somebody wants to replace you. You better pray and then protect yourself. Mm. 
bless you. I mean, that's how I think. As I go and come, I know that's not everybody who is happy with me. Somebody say, look at this beard that he has. Tell your neighbor, I like it like that. As you are moving with your nice long hair, somebody say, look at this borrowed hair. Somebody says it's Indonesian hair. It's Chinese hair. It's, it's Nyanyano hair. Tell your neighbor, I like it like that. People are jealous huh, that they eat jollof. <laughs> Principle number four. That's just by the way. Principle number four. Prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. Prayer is important in acquiring very important and sustaining Ishmael, the blessings of God. Hmm. Do you have anything that you are proud of? Have you achieved anything in this life? Let me tell you that it is by the grace of God. By the power of prayer, you will achieve even greater things. Can I have an amen? It is by prayer that you will sustain what God has placed in your hands. There are people who have received thousands of dollars as gifts. Today, that money has disappeared into thin air. God may even give you something, but it also takes His grace to sustain the blessing. Are you the pastor of a great ministry? Let me tell you, it takes prayer to sustain you in the ministry. Why do you think Jesus kept running away to pray? And, and I remember one of the scriptures, John chapter 6. Look at verse 12, and we go to verse 15. John chapter 6. My brother, my sister, prayer will let you achieve and prayer will let you sustain. Bible says in John 6 12, when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Verse 13. The Bible says that in verse 13, look at it very critically. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five valley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Next verse. Verse 14. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. Next verse. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone to do what? To go and pray. Hey, there are times that Satan wants to entrap you. There are times that God has led you to pray and then you have gotten something. Now to sustain it, it becomes an issue. It is prayer that will let you sustain your ministry. Otherwise, by the time you realize something is happening to you, you are being promoted wrongly. You are being given blessings that you don't deserve. Jesus was being made, was people were taking plans to make him a king. Who doesn't like to be a king? Who doesn't like promotion? Who doesn't like a car? Who doesn't like good things? But Jesus, when he saw that they were going to make him a king before his time, he escaped. Why? Because he was a man of prayer. He sustained his grace. He sustained his position. He sustained what God had for him by escaping. Some of you, that's what I read in Luke 21, 36. If you don't pray, you, you find yourself receiving things you call blessings, but they were to destroy you. There are times that if you don't pray, you would easily think that this is a gift. But it's not a gift. It's your killer. If you don't pray, you will meet some people who think that they are angels to you. But they are the ones who have come to bring you down. (laughs) Principle number five. Four. Prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. For prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. Yay. For prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. That means that it must come like a habit. A man called Dostoevsky said, The second half of a man's life is made up of the habits he acquired in the first half. This is very, very deep. Hmm? Robert, Dostoevsky, Dostoevsky. Even the name tells you that he, what he's saying is take it serious. Dostoevsky. Dosto, 
Yevsky. What did he say? He said that the second half of a man's life is made up of the habits he acquired in the first half. Like our prophet said, his father told him that your first 25 years of your life will determine the next 25, 50 years of your life. Which is true. So, Dostoevsky also said the second half of a man's life is made up of the habits he acquired in the first half. So, assuming you are to live, let's say, 50 and beyond, your first 25 years or first 30 years actually will be the foundation that will determine how far you go. You see, every story building has its equivalent weight down. Let me put it this way. Every mountain you see has the same weights and sometimes the same structure, the same size down. It is that thing that is holding the mountain. That's why it doesn't shake. This is not business. <laughs> business is okay. Is it so? So it is that principle, it is that principle that is called the theory of isostasy. That that is used to construct. So in the same way, if you want to go three-story building, you have to have a similar weight down that holds it so that any wind will not blow it down. Do you understand? In the same way, if you want your life to go high, you must go deeper. Or sometimes we can see a man's life by how deep he has gone. But I'm saying it looks like I'm confusing you. So he said that your first 25 years will determine the habits you've had and that will determine how far you go in life, how your life will be. So if you were growing up 25 years, you're a lady, you didn't know how to cook, you didn't learn how to do all those things, and then you are 25, you don't know how to cook, all you do is that you go to Kaiswa to go and buy Kenke every evening, Kenke and Chinam, Kenke and Kenke and Pork. But should you marry, you cannot just be serving your husband cake and pork. Especially when it comes to Kwehu. It comes from Kwehu. You are, you are not serious. You are not serious. Cake and pork. No. We are talking more. We are talking more about fufu. Otope, otope on the thing. It's not something that we are. So if you don't know how to cook. Your marriage is going to suffer. You don't know how to keep a home. My sister, your marriage is going to suffer. Brother, you don't know how to make money. My brother, your family is going to suffer. You are a brother, every time you hear your you are going for visitation. That's when you have to go for quite rehearsal. That anytime you hear it's about to happen, then you run away. It is the reason why your marriage will suffer, especially if you marry a queen. Ask your neighbor, how has been your 21st 25 years? So, in the same way, in the same way, if you are going to be a great person in this life, you need to have good habits. And one of the good habits I can promise you to have is a good habit of prayer. So you realize that Jesus Bible says that he had this habit, this custom of going to pray. A great while before day, Jesus would wake up and pray. Or go to a solitary place and pray. So you must have you must develop that habit early. You must be somebody who knows how to pray by himself. And Daniel had it. And so in the day that there was a problem, he already had strength. There's a scripture that's coming to me. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's not the scripture. I'm just seeing what God is saying. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Look, he said, If thou faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. So there's a day called a day of adversity. There will be a day. And Daniel experienced it. That day came when everything was not working. His own colleagues, his own family were ready to eliminate him. But in that day, his strength was not small. He did not faint. Why? Because he was a man who had invested a lot in prayer. 
Actually, prayer can be like the bank. You can, through prayer, invest in your spiritual bank. So the day that a problem comes, all you need to do is to just go and then withdraw. Make some withdrawal because you have prayed and put it down. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, I pray that you fall not into temptation. That means that if you have prayed enough, when the day comes, the adversity day comes, you know how to survive. May you survive in the name of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody? That's why me, I am happy with the prophet. He's, he's our father who is leading us to invest in prayer. Wake up 3.30. Don't be lazy. Hallelujah. And an action becomes a habit when it is repeated many times. Sometimes consciously and other times unconsciously. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor we are learning something powerful. Hmm. The next one. Principle number six. Prayer must continue both in troubled times and in times of peace. This is a very powerful book. Prayer must continue both in troubled times and in times of peace. Was Richard? Why do we wait for trouble before we pray? Would you take someone as a serious friend if he only called you when he was in serious trouble? Not at all. In times of peace, he had no time for you. God is looking for someone who would fellowship with him in both good times and bad times. rising up to the occasion and delivering powerful prayers that bring results. So if you have been doing it and it happens, you are not moved, you are not shaking. You are already connected to the one who alone can help you. Yeah. Charlie, life is not easy. Sometimes it can be going like this. Prophet describes it as a treble cliff. It's not like going like that. All of a sudden, it's like that. Yeah, that's how life is. Sometimes you see everything. Oh, you have been able to go to school. Your father paid your school fees. And then all of a sudden, your father gets ill. And everything changes. And that time what happens. But if you have been praying as a habit, you realize that life moves on somehow. It's almost like it doesn't really affect you much. And that's how God us to live. That's why this, this particular man, though we are winning souls, we should have a revelation that God wants us to pray. As individuals, not this group group prayer, but individuals, you must learn how to pray for hours. There are times that look, I just go away from everybody and then my hours, I clear it. Three days continues just in the presence of God praying because that is what Number seven. Hmm. Every nation needs lots of prayer and prayerful leaders. It is about to close. Every nation needs lots of prayer and prayerful leaders. There's no doubt that the world is ruled by wicked spirits in high places. The earth is filled with people who are at war with each other. Is it not true? Farming, war, epidemics like we have in this our season, and disasters are abounding. You just have to keep your eyes on the international news and you will hear about another major disaster. Dictators of all kinds abound in many nations, like snakes which shed their skin. Many dictators of yesterday here have a new democratic look. Many national leaders are actually under the influence of evil spirits. What I'm saying is it not true. And that makes them do the things they do. They cling to power instead of honorably allowing others to have a chance at leadership. Like vampires.
stuck it away in secret places. Political leaders like Hitler, Hitler, lead led entire nations into initial prosperity and then eventually destruction. I always remember how things changed in South Africa after President De Klerk replaced President Botha. A new leader led to the release of Nelson Mandela and the end of apartheid. It is important for us to pray for these leaders so that our nation, our nation, the nation you are in, or your city, will prosper. Jeremiah 29 verse 7. The right person at the helm of affairs will make a lot of difference to our nation. I believe that the presence of a prayerful person like Daniel made a lot of difference to that nation. In Jeremiah 29 verse 7, Bible said, and seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captives. And pray unto the Lord for it. Pray unto the Lord for that city. Pray unto the Lord for that nation. Where you find yourself, you pray for that place because there is something that will not work. You don't see why you, you are not paid well. You don't see why the roads are bad because we are always complaining about something instead of praying to the Lord for it. And he says that, for in the peace thereof shall you have your peace. So your peace will come from your prayer for peace for the place you live. Hmm. One thing that will be there, I'm thinking about myself, there's nothing like that. Principle number eight. It is important to pray for long periods of time. And, and that's why you must flow with the flow prayer meetings because it's helping you kind of a rehearsal to be able to learn how to pray for long periods of time. Look, there comes a time that you need to have that. Praying for long periods of time. Don't wait until your father is dead, your mother is dead, or there's a sickness that has hit home, and then now it's like, Lord, and they are crying, and you don't even know how to go about it. Learn how to pray for long periods of time. You know, people like Hannah, people like Elijah, all these guys, they all prayed for long periods of time. You know, it is said that Jesus, before he took a decision to even appoint the apostles, he had to spend the whole night praying alone. And after that, he chose his disciples. So you must learn to pray for six hours, seven hours, nine hours, twelve hours. Without modern day, phones are devils. Phones. Without checking your Facebook, WhatsApp, and all that. You are just concentrating. And that takes me to the next point. You see? The next point, point number nine. It is important to enter your closet for effective prayer. It is important to enter your closet for effective prayer. My time is almost up. You see, there's a difference between praying alone and praying with a group of people. Each time you expand your ability to pray alone, you are expanding your ability to chalk great achievements in prayer. You see, so it's very important to go somewhere alone. Sister, you can be alone. Brother, you can be alone. Sometimes what it means is that if you're in a family where it is difficult to pray because people are very busy in the house and all that, sleep during the day and then at night when they have gone to sleep, then you are alone. That's how you stay alone. Then you are in your closet. So by the time they wake up, it's like, oh, we've all slept and woken up. Yeah. It looks like Charlie, we've all slept and and then but you have prayed. Yeah, and if it's possible, locate some places where you can go into hiding and then you just go and pray. Charlie, prayer is very important too. Daniel was working with people, God was blessing him, and so more people didn't like him. But he just didn't worry. He had to go and have spent some time praying. I see you praying. And that takes us to the last point. Principle number 10. Everyone must develop the ability and the formula for praying four times a day. Everyone must develop the ability and the formula for praying four times a day. So that's a formula. There are four important times. There's a morning, there's an afternoon, there's an evening, and there's at all times. So morning, afternoon, evening, at all times. These are the four different times. And you must learn how to pray. What is so important about morning prayer? Prayer in the morning is very good because you meet God before you meet the devil. 
<laughs> Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, we got to pray early in the morning. And that is why the prophet leads us to pray from 3.30. And usually if you notice, that's when people are sleeping. So he will say, look, every waking, every walking, every waking, every walking, because that is the time if you can really get involved, you are actually meeting God. And God definitely is good. So you are going to have goodness all over you before you meet the devil at work. So all those who wake up and say, no, you know what, I'm very busy, I have to go to work and all that. You are making a mistake. Spend time with God before you meet the devil. Are you understanding me? By the time the devil comes, he will come and meet the God, your God that you have called upon. Because the, the, the more you spend time with God, around God, the God presence just comes on you. It's like just being in a place where there's so much strong perfume. You know, by the time you're coming out, that perfume would have been on you. At least some, say, ah, this perfume is, I know. You see, that's how it is. When you spend time in the presence of God praying, Monday, about 30, 30 minutes, one hour, one and a half, two hours, two and a half, three hours. So let's say we start prayer 3.30 and then by 6.30 you are about going to work. That three hours you have spent before God has made God come around you. So by the time you move and you are going to work in traffic, somebody bores you or does something that requires you to just give the person a slap, you realize that look, the God that you have interacted with, his presence around you has given you self-control. Are you understand what I'm saying? Some of you don't know why you keep messing up during the day because you have not prayed enough. But I see you praying. I see you praying, praying. You know? And then prayer in the afternoon signifies prayer in the midst of activities. So it's also important to pray in the afternoons. And that is why you can choose to pray in the afternoon just maybe when you have lunch. I, you know, I, I lived in East Africa for a while. And they are good at that. They usually take advantage of their lunch time to pray. Yeah. Anytime they go for lunch around 12, between 12 and 1, you see people gather on parks and they are praying instead of going to eat. That is unique about East Africa, Kenya, Uganda, Zambia. And we can do the same. Lunch. Don't always eat. I'm going to eat. I'm going to no look. It's good. I'm not saying don't eat. It's okay to eat. But then, can you just put some time of prayer? Lunchtime prayer. <laughs> when you pray in the afternoon, it signifies that in the heat of the day and in the thick of the battle, you still recognize God as the most important force in your life, and God will bless you for afternoon prayer. I see you praying in the afternoon. Amen. You can take a little time off your life pray. Prayer will do more good than a plate of rice. It's also important to pray in the evenings. I'm closing. When the Bible says watch and pray, it does not mean keep your eyes open when you pray. What it actually means is stay awake and pray. So you look at the scripture like Luke 6-12 that I led us to read. And it came to pass in those days... That he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. There's something about praying in the night that is different from praying during the day. It is a very different experience. I have heard that witches are very active around 2 a.m. in the night. Perhaps when you pray in the night, you are tackling the forces of darkness in a different way. After all, they are called the forces of darkness because they operate in the night. And the fourth important time prayer is all the time. You know, like 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, that pray without season. Prayer is intended to be a never-ending stream of communication with Heavenly Father. He has given us the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of speaking in tongues. I pray all the time. There are times that even my wife would say, look, as you are sleeping, you are praying. Yeah, Prophet Dak has had that experience. Isudanaba has had it. Benihim has said, Me, I have that experience. As you pray all the time, there are times that you are even asleep and you're praying. You can pray on the bus. Can I have an amen? amen? You can be praying on your way to work. You can be praying whilst washing. You can be praying whilst bathing. 
instead of instead of you are just there and then you are soliloquizing you are saying eh, I regret marrying this man all those things are not good rather pray pray you can be praying whilst cooking I'm sure all those who pray whilst cooking even when the salt is not enough by the time they are done everything is working you can pray when you are under the shower God is happy when his children are constantly in touch with him I have a friend whose wife calls him on his mobile phone at least 7 times a day Mm-hmm. I've been in meetings with him when he received no less than four calls from his wife. Nothing important. She was just keeping in touch. I think it's a nice thing, isn't it? Is it a good thing? Mm, beloveds, these days, beloveds, sometimes two weeks you have not heard from each other. You see, and I, I personally think that sometimes what we experience in our day to day life is what we take on to God. You see, when you, you don't communicate well, it's possible you also don't communicate well with God. So we can easily know people who don't, who will not do well by the way they relate with God. I don't know if what I'm saying you're understanding. You see, so when you see somebody who relates, like, oh, you, you talk, that means that it's possible you talk to great, the great. You can talk to God. You express yourself. But if you also don't communicate, it's possible that you don't even pray. God is about you. So tonight, this morning, I am telling you this, but tonight, I want you to decide that. Look, though it's a Sunday, I'm going to spend some time praying into the night. And I want God to open my eyes to see something. Would you try that tonight? Close your eyes wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you. I don't know, but I want you to just speak in tongues just for two, three minutes, wherever you are. In the studio, lift up your voice and pray in homes. Wherever you are, in viewing centers, lift up your voice and pray. I want us to be men and women of prayer. This mind, this mind that Jesus had, we also have in the same one. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Let our lessons well in a time
Why would you want to go to hell? Hell is a place that has been created for Satan and all those who are disobedient. I'm giving you this opportunity. You want to say, Bishop, I want you to pray with me so that I can accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Wherever you are, close your eyes, lift up your hand with me, and you're going to make this prayer your own prayer. You say this after me. Somebody is watching. I want you to lift your hand. You have to make that decision today. Today is a special day, the 12th of July. Take that decision and it's going to change your life forever. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please forgive me, please forgive me of, all my sins. of all my sins. I confess you I confess as my Savior and my Lord. As my Savior and my Lord. Please come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. From today, I am born again. I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Now say after me, Satan. Satan. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. I will no longer serve you. I will no longer follow you. Jesus has set me free. And I'm free indeed. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who gave their life to Christ. Lord, help them to be established in you. And they serve you all the days of their lives. Help us to help them to be rooted and grounded in the faith. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you give your life to Jesus, there are some numbers that are going to be rolling on the screen. I want you to call any of those numbers. And then a pastor will talk to you and will help you get established in the faith. Now I want us to take our communion. Wherever you are, get your communion ready. From Tipa. From Gomwanyanyano, from Winga, from Senyabreku, from all the regions, bag of seeds, attend great things for the Lord, tasters and partakers, candle in the dark, wherever you are coming from, I want you to make sure that you have gotten your communion. Studio, everybody's getting the communion. of yes, First Corinthians chapter 11. Today I want to read this. Verse 23. First Corinthians 11, 23. Bible says that, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. So lift up your bread. Verse 24. The Bible says that, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Let's do a remembrance of me. And so I want you to break the bread. And lift it up. And say the body of Jesus. Next verse. The Bible says that in after the same manner also he took the cup when he has up saying this cup is the new testament in the blood this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me what is it testament testament is another way of saying covenant so when you take the communion especially take the wine there's a new covenant that you are entering into with God some of you broke your virginity but by this communion new covenant has been set for you some of you, you are broken God's trust for you you made a promise, you didn't keep it you have not been faithful with your time but by this communion may our sins be forgiven next verse and he says that verse 26 
Look at it. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Next verse. And he says that, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Verse 28. And he says that, But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Verse 29. He that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And the last but one verse, verse 30. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many are dead or asleep. So as we take this communion, you can see that communion can let people die if it's not taken right because there's power in it. So if you are taking it and everything is okay, then that means life is worth the coming. And I believe that because you have confessed Jesus, because you've asked for forgiveness, because you have an understanding and revelation of what the blood also does, as we drink this, the healing, the power, the anointing, the everything that God intended for us through the communion to be our portion, be our portion in the name of Jesus. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus and drink it. Precious Holy Spirit, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we are yours. Heavenly Father, we thank you for an opportunity to maintain the communion. Lord, we are showing forth the death of the Lord's body. Father, we thank you for what has happened in our lives. Healings are taking place. Thank you for miracles that are taking place. Thank you, Lord, that sickness cannot thrive in our body because sickness could not thrive in Jesus' body. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say Amen. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449-0540-774941. Stay blessed. Like you